Welcome to Sports Talk with R and J. I am your host, Steve Risser, with my co-host, Justin Anafrio. And we are back after, after uh, you know, you know, obviously this pandemic has, you know, caused us not to be here. But, I mean, but NFL draft time, we got to be here. We absolutely have yep. to be here. But before we get into the draft, we're going to talk about one of the big trades in the NFL this week. And that was Rob Gronkowski being traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to join Tom Brady. And the Patriots receive a fourth-round pick for Rob Gronkowski. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting because obviously Gronkowski didn't have his best season in 2018, retires last year, doesn't play at all. But as I heard Drew Rosen announced on SportsCenter the other day saying that Gronkowski was banged up in that 2018 season. We know they're not getting the same, they're not going to get the same Gronkowski you got from 2010 to 2017. But I still think he's going to be able to help this team, especially in the red zone and, and in big games. And as you know, even in the 2018 season, he had made two huge plays in those playoff games. He had that huge catch against the, the Chiefs in overtime. And, and, and then he had that huge play against the Rams to lead them to their only touchdown in that Super Bowl. So I think Gronkowski is going to help them. But obviously, I don't think he's going to be the same player. But I think he's going to help the Bucs. And it definitely makes them favorites to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Yeah, it's a big pickup for the Bucs. Um... It's going to be so weird not seeing or seeing him and Brady now in Tampa uniform, you know, being a past fan. But yeah, it's, he's not going to be the same player as older. You know, I know he hasn't lost too much weight. We'll see what he's, what kind of game shape he's in when he comes back. Um, but, you know, I know the Pats now are probably regretting that 2018 trade when they're about to trade him to Detroit for the second rounder and something else. But he said he would retire, so the deal didn't go through. But, uh, Pat's, you know, uh, regarding that now, but it is what it is. He did help him make another Super Bowl run. But, uh, you know, yeah, Tampa now is the, the favorite, especially with all the weapons they have at wide receiver and tight end. They're really just missing a running back, um, especially because they still have O.J. Howard, too, sitting there. So, yeah, oh, yeah, they, 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 and they can address that running back position in the draft. And I think personally, O.J. Howard is gone. Now, here's the big question. Does Bill's way, which has worked for the last two decades in the NFL, does his way work anymore? Because you saw Tom Brady wanted to finish. I mean, yes, he had an opportunity to go back to the Patriots. But, I mean, Brady did want to go back for on a two-year deal, but Belichick only wanted him to, get, to go back on a one-year deal, so they didn't agree there. And then Brady headed down to Tampa. Gronkowski takes the year off because he really couldn't, really could not stand how hard that Patriot way was, how hard he was working. I mean, and, and he was getting banged up there too. So is so with those two players, and then he retires, and then he ends up now coming out of retirement to join Brady in Tampa. So the big question is, does the Patriot way work anymore? And here's my thoughts on that. You know, I'm leaning towards the way that it might not work anymore i think it's starting to become an old school way and i think it's a way that it doesn't work i think you got to treat star players like i mean i'm not saying you have to coddle them but you got to treat star players like they're star players you see how andy reed treats patrick mahomes you see how john harbaugh treats lamar jackson and and, you, and, you, and the problem is brady and, and gronk earn that level to be treated like star player and bill belichick just doesn't do that that's just not part of a system and a big reason why that uh, it's worked for so many years in new england is because brady has been able to handle belichick's coaching but right now i think this year is going to be big say the patriots go six and ten and miss the playoffs there's going to be definitely be questions of belichick's methods and then say the buccaneers Go, go on to the Super Bowl, go on to the NFC Championship game. I think then you start questioning Belichick's methods. But say the Patriots end up winning the NFC East with Jared Stinham, then you go back to saying Bill's way continues to work. So it's going to be interesting. I think this year is going to be is going to be big in deciding does Belichick's way still work in the NFL. 
Yeah, we'll be. And it's, you know, I want to see well, what the Patriots do now in the draft. I know they didn't do much off-season-wise. Um, they signed Marquise Lee today, which isn't a big acquisition, but again, they just need all the wide receivers they can get at this point. I, you know, So I want to see what he does first. You know, I still think it can possibly work. And, yeah, I think Brady and Gronk were both tired of it, especially, you know, Gronk. Gronk's not, you know, I'm surprised Gronk last long in that system because – I look around, but he wasn't that type of... We'll end up seeing what happens there. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what goes on. So, right now, we're going to transition into the NFL draft uh, with, 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 with it starting tonight. It's a huge night with the, dra- with the, with, with the draft starting. And, uh, I mean, I think the first uh, two picks are pretty obvious of where uh, teams are going to go. I think that... Uh, I think that obviously the Bengals, the first round pick, they're going to end up taking Joe Burrow with that pick. I think that uh, it's pretty obvious. I mean, Joe Burrow, there's really no red flags there. Outside of his lack of arm strength, there's no red flags there. He's he he's, he's accurate with the football. He's mobile, which you need in today's NFL. Uh, he's, he's, he's got a really high football IQ, good at the line of scrimmage. So I just think the Dolphins tried to trade up for that number one pick, but at the end of the day, I, 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 the Bengals will keep that number one pick, and they will select Joe Burrow. The second pick in the draft goes to the Washington Redskins, and that's another pretty obvious one. They're going to take Chase Young with that pick. He is the can't-miss prospect in this draft. 16 and a half sacks at uh, at Ohio State last year. He is a he is a beast. Yes, his he has to improve a little bit in the run game, but that's that's going to improve. The guy's a beast. I mean, he's he's the can't miss prospect, and you're definitely taking uh, Joe Burrow. No, I mean I mean uh, Chase Young, n- number two overall. Washington will make that pick at number two. The draft really begins tonight with uh, at number three, and and the Lions really really want to trade out of that pick. And I mean, you've heard rumors of the Dolphins maybe trading up to three or the Chargers trading up to three. But the thing is, is with Tua's injury and Herbert being kind of a hit or miss prospect, are, are, are the, uh, are we have glad to have you back, Justin. Glad to have you uh, back, Justin. Sorry. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let me, all right. Now we got Justin back. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the first two picks. And obviously I discussed those with Joe Burrow and Chase Young and, 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 and it's pretty obvious. Those are going to be the first two picks in the draft. Oh yeah. Um, definitely. I know the being, I know, Dolphins been trying to move up to get to the Bengals one, but yeah, it's um, Joe Burrow. Just the year that he had, you got you got to take him. Especially he's like a hometown kid too. He's from Ohio. This is a you know huge get for the Bengals, and yeah, you got to take him. And then with Chase Young from Ohio State, led the FBS with 16 and a half sets, and he missed a couple games too from suspension. Um, but yeah, he's just so his power, speed, elite, his size, very well coached. And Larry Johnson, one of the best around in the country, very well respected. So, yeah, oh, yeah, one, two are pretty easily, you know, the lines are pretty much on the clock right now. Absolutely. This is where the draft's going to begin. So we're at number three. The draft begins pretty much right there. I think, as I said, the Lions really want to trade out of this pick, but I don't think, I think there would be only two teams that would trade out of this pick, and that's that's the Chargers and the Dolphins. And I don't think they want to trade up for either of these quarterbacks with the medical. I don't think they want to trade up for Tua. And with the inconsistency at times with Herbert, I don't think they want to trade up for him. So at number three, I got the Lions taking Jeffrey Okuda from Ohio State. I think he's the best corner in this draft. He is a great cover corner and the lions who were 30 seconds uh, the worst pass defense in football last year and they traded darius slight it makes total sense for them to take jeffrey okuda with the number three pick yeah it does and going back to what you're saying about 
maybe the Dolphins are trying trading up. I heard a little bit ago the Dolphins are trying to get Detroit's pick at three without giving the Lions their fifth pick because they're trying to move to one. I don't think that's going to happen. That's no, not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. That's not. So I, not. if Detroit's going to probably stick in the spot, and, yeah, they're going to need somebody to replace Darius Slays. Their pass, their secondary was uh, brutal last year. He is the best corner, probably the best cover corner, too, in this draft. Um, you know, weakness right now for him is trying to get off blocks because he has not been great, you know, in the run game. And, you know, um, he's gotten a couple of passing interference calls downfield that's kind of been grabby. It's something now, especially in the NFL, where it's not like college, it's just 15 yards. There could be something downfield where, you know, you they be, could be a 30, 40-yard penalty. So that's something um, he's got to do better at. But, um, yeah, definitely the best corner than – Probably a good pick for the Lions. We go to number four, and this is with my New York Giants. And let's see, personally, they're not going to. They're not going to do this, but personally, I would want them to take Isaiah Simmons. But the way the the Giants are going to go is they're going to go with the tackle, and the tackle that I think they're going with is Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. And I think a big reason here's the big reason for this: the Giants in this offseason have done a lot of things uh, in terms of familiarity. First, when they signed James Bradbury. James Bradbury was the second was was a second round pick of Dave Gettleman in 2016 in Carolina. They signed him, they give him $50 million. Then they signed two Packers, uh, Blake Martinez uh, for about for about 10, uh, I think around 10 million a year, and they signed Kyle Fackrell. And a big reason they did that is defensive coordinator uh Patrick Graham, uh no, their defensive coordinator Patrick Graham was the linebacker coach with the Packers in 2018, where those guys were. And now that the now that the that the Giants are uh, the, uh, number four they, with their with their uh, with their with their pick uh, James Ferentz, who was a center, not a maybe a backup center for the Patriots from 2017 to 2019 when Joe Judge was there, mm-hmm. and obviously. That's Kirk Ferentz's son, who's the coach at Iowa, and I think this makes sense that the Giants. I don't, I don't love it because I want Isaiah Simmons. I want a playmaker on this defense, but you have to respect the fact that they're going with the tackle because they def- desperately need a tackle. Dave Soldier has not been good in the two years he's been with the Giants, and they and they and they and Mike Remmers was not good last year with the Giants, so they need a tackle. So at number four, I got the Giants taking Tristan Tristan Wirfs, uh, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. Yep, I got the same thing you do, Tristan Wirfs. You know, too, he used to be a wrestler, which um, I've heard he can take down some big defensive guys. I really like him. Um, he's because um, I've heard too he's got some rare athletic abilities. And um, Coach Ferentz out at Iowa, he's always got these big um, offensive, defensive linemen. Um, especially now that you have his son too as a coach, it just makes perfect sense. I know. I thought it maybe at first they'd go Isaiah Simmons. Because it seems like when the Giants are at that best, they they do have like that great linebacker. Um, but I think Wars is probably going to be the pick. They do need help at that tackle spot. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to get this is where it's going to get really fun in the draft because these two quarterbacks are still on the board, Tua and Herbert. And I think these are this this could very easily be the two spots where they get taken. So the Dolphins with the number five pick, they didn't. They, I don't think they trade up to get Tua because of the injury. I think they stay home and Tua sitting there. And I know there's a lot of debate going on, Tua or Herbert, Tua or Herbert. The Dolphins have not had a Pro Bowl quarterback since 1995 in Dan Marino. It's been a long time since the Dolphins have had a, a – I mean, Ryan Tannehill, as you saw this year, is a He's average right. to above average quarterback, but he's not a Pro Bowl-level quarterback. Mm. But And I think that you look at upside between Tua and Herbert, and I think Tua – if you look at their, their tape, Tua is the, is the better quarterback, even with the injury. 
I think at number five, because the Dolphins, and two is very comparable to Drew Brees. I mean, I remember in 2006 when the Dolphins had Drew Brees and they, they didn't take him. They ended up taking Dante Culpepper, which was a monumental mistake. So I think that the, that the, uh, that the Dolphins at five take Tua Tugaviola from Alabama. Yep, I'm with you right there. Um, yeah, Tua, he pretty much is kind of a, um, you know, him and Breeze are pretty much kind of the same type of quarterback. Great dual threat guy. And bursting on the scene, too, that freshman year when they were down by a couple scores at Georgia National Championship game, the way he led him back as a true freshman was unbelievable. Um, he's not scared of the big game. And I heard an interview a couple weeks ago about um, with Nick Steven saying that one of the reasons he thinks Tua's gotten hurt so often is that he continues plays when other quarterbacks or when you're supposed to kind of give up on the play, throw it away. Um, he thinks that's kind of one of the reasons why. So maybe, you know, and when he said that, I kind of, you know, I think, I think he's right about that. So if he kind of learns how to give up a play, give, gives up the play, throws away, does, you know, and you could say healthy, this is such a high risk, but such a high reward um pick and hopefully if he if he can stay healthy the Dolphins will have a franchise quarterback for a long time I, I definitely agree there at number six we got the Chargers and the Chargers in the offseason they moved on from Phillip Rivers which was the right move yes you're hearing a lot of talk about Tyrod Taylor being the guy but I think that's nonsense Tyrod Taylor is a career spot starter and pretty much a career backup so I think at, at number six Justin Herbert he, he's got the size he's got the arm yes the leadership is a good question but when you have a guy with this much potential and you need a quarterback to compete in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Andrew Locke as well, you need to take the quarterback. That's why the Chargers at number six, I got them taking Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Yeah, I got Herbert as well. 6'6", six, six, good size for quarterback. Athletic enough, too, to be a dual threat type of guy. He's inconsistent, hasn't been great in the big game. But, you know, a four-year starter as well. I think, you know, I think the Chargers do have to go with this pick because you don't know what you're going to get for Tyrod Taylor. I know a couple of years ago he led the Bills to a uh, playoff appearance, but that's really been about it in his career. Um, I think, you know, if he, I think you know, uh, Herbert's the smart pick right here. Yes. Yeah, so now we get the quarterbacks off the board. We'll go to number seven in the Carolina Panthers. And if you're looking at the Panthers, I mean, with Isaiah Simmons and Derek Brown still there, I think it's going to, it's going to come between those two guys, what Matt rule and Marty Hurtley want to do with that pick. But how, with how, ver I know the reason Isaiah Simmons, I think has fallen to seven is because he doesn't have a true position. I mean, he, where do you play him on base defense? Do you play him at safety? Do you play him at linebacker? Yeah. I mean, so there really isn't that, true position he plays in base defense but but most most of the time when you're when you're playing nickel he could impact all three levels of your defense he could rush the passer he had eight sacks this year at uh at clemson he could uh he could be he could play outside linebacker and he could play safety so that's why with the number seven pick i get with and the panthers lost luke keekley so they need another cornerstone piece on defense. And then, and they've decided and the Panthers this year, quarterback have decided to go with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, agree or disagree with that. I mean, but that's where they're going. But at number seven, I got the Panthers going Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. Um, I'm actually going with the other defensive player you're talking about Derek Brown. You know, I think they need another piece on the line. I think they were, the Panthers were one of the worst teams last year and uh, least amount of sacks. So I, I think they go there. 
you know, Derek Brown, big guy to Auburn, requires a double team pretty much, you know, every possession. Um, he can play anywhere in the defensive line. So I think there's a, you know, Derek Brown to the Panthers. I've been hearing a lot of steam on this one. Derek Brown to the Panthers. So I think they're going to end up taking Brown. We got the number eight pick, and that is the Arizona Cardinals. And a lot of people before free agency thought they might go receiver, but then they traded for DeAndre Hopkins, so that's out. And and you look and look on the defense, too. They really struggled last year defensively outside of Chandler Jones, but they did add Jordan Phillips to that defensive line of free agency, an underrated player who had uh, nine or ten sacks last year. So, uh, so and they did, uh, they did pay DJ Humphreys, gave him a three or $45 million deal to play left tackle. But they also, but they also need a right tackle, and they need, and with a young quarterback, you need to have a pretty good offensive line. The Cardinals' offensive line was a little bit better than it was it was the previous year, but it's still not a good offensive line. I think they need to improve that, and I think they'll go with a guy who played right tackle for most of his career in college. And I got them going with Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. I'm going defense for the Cardinals. I'm going Isaiah Simmons, and you know what you're talking about a few minutes ago. He's so versatile, playing the linebacker, slot corner, safety. And the thing is, too, that really helps him, too, is he can pretty much guard any um, – he can guard a running back. He can guard a wide receiver with his speed. And a tight end because he's, I think, list six three six four, So he can even guard a tight end, which is pretty rare to see a linebacker or even a corner kind of be able to hold his own against a cornerback. Um, you know, so I think they're going to go there. He's not great. He's got to work on tackling. He was not great wrapping up. But um, I did think about going with Lyman here. But I think with Simmons still on the board, I think you got to take him here because um, Simmons is, you know, him and Chase Young are right there. It's uh, two of the top most talented defense players in this draft. Yeah, yes, I, yes, I, I, I could see that. I definitely could see that happening. So at uh, number nine, we got the Jaguars. The Jaguars are one of the worst rosters in the league, and they're potential, and they're probably going to trade two of their two of their best players uh, before or after the draft, Yannick Ndakwe and uh, Leonard Fournette. So really, they just got to take the best player available. And that's why, and, and you saw the Jaguars, how they got good in 2017. It was their defensive line. And that's why with the ninth pick, I got them taking a defensive lineman and the best player on the board at that point. And I got him taking Derek Brown out of Auburn. Great. Yes, his pass rush. He needs to improve his pass rush. Only had four sacks at Auburn last year, but he is really good against the run. And I think he could be a piece to rebuilding this Jacksonville team. I got the Jags taking Derek Brown. Um, I'm going with the Jags taking CJ Henderson. But before I get into that, I heard Nick Nagadway, they were talking to the Raiders about him this morning. Um, but Jacksonville won their 12th pick, but the Raiders wanted him the 19th. And I think the Oakland or Las Vegas now said, um, that it was just too, that they were just looking for too much for him. So I think, you know, so it sounds like Jags are looking So I don't, I don't know if it sounds like they're going to trade him tonight or not. Um, but I think the Jags are going to take you CJ Henderson, the kind of replace Jalen Ramsey, um, and Jacksonville too. Out of the four of the last five years, they've drafted a player from Florida. I think three of them from like the first round. So they really like to go down to Gainesville and go find those guys. Um, he's elite cornerback. He's got he's got recovery speed too. So if he gets beat, he's able to make up for it. Um, needs to prove as a tackler, and he was better last year than he was this year. No interceptions this year. Um, but I think he's a solid cornerback that could help this Jaguars team out. That only have I think two starters left from that 2017 team when they were 15 minutes away from the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you, and you talk about CJ Henderson and there's one team that w- to watch tonight and that's the Atlanta Falcons. And you've got teams like the Panthers, the Cardinals, the Browns, who definitely 
are thinking about trading out of these spots. You got a, you got a team like the you got a team like the Falcons who let's let, let's be honest. Thomas Dimitrioff and Dan Quinn, their jobs are on the line. They need an impact mm-hmm. player right now, and their secondary is terrible. So look to them to, to trade up to get a Derek to, to get a Derek Brown to stop the run or a CJ Henderson. So the Falcons are definitely a team to look for uh, trading up, especially into the top ten. I've even heard that they of last night they were even trying to get to the number two spot. Yeah, there's no way. There's no. Yeah, Justin, there's no there's way, no way they're they were getting that, that spot. Okay. Yeah, there's no way Chase no Young was. There, anyone was giving up Chase Young. No, Washington should not be giving up that pick. No, no, not 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 at all, not at all. So we'll go to the number ten pick, and what that is the Cleveland Browns, and the Browns. Pretty much their biggest, uh, their big, their biggest needs going into this, going into the offseason were offensive line and the linebacker position. Their linebacker, if they take a linebacker here, that's completely reaching. So. I think they definitely need a tackle, even though they addressed it in free agency, getting Jack Conlon. I think they're going to take another tackle here and they're going to take a tackle. Who's going to be a plug and play guy who can play left tackle right away. Cause he did it at Georgia is his, uh, his sophomore and junior year. I got the Browns taking Andrew Thomas to protect Baker Mayfield's blindside. Um, I'm going with another tackle, but I got, um, Jedrick Wills out of Alabama, the tackle, um, dominant Rombacher, very athletic. Plays with an edge. I know he needs to improve his pass blocking a little bit, um, but I think this is a solid one. I know DeBron dressed it a little bit, but they still need some more help um, to try to get to that next step with that roster. Um, I think they're going to go with Wills from Alabama. All right, so we got the Jets at number 11, and this is going to be interesting. Here's the interesting, interesting situation the Jets are in because they did a lot of work to the offensive line in free agency. They got George Faint. They got Connor, Connor McGovernor. They got uh, Greg Van Roten. But neither of those are really that good of players. They just pretty much got bodies to play on the offensive line, and they, got them, and they, and they signed them to small contracts. The Jets are in desperate need of a number one receiver for Sam Darnold. And if Sam, because Le'Veon Bell was the guy that they paid all that much, paid 13, 14 million last year. And he was, and he wasn't the impact player they were hoping for on offense. The Jets are in desperate need for a number one, for a, for a, a number one receiver. But they also need to protect Sam, Tam Darnold. And I, I, I think I would go receiver if I were Joe Douglas. But I think Joe Douglas likes taking offensive linemen. And I think that Joe Douglas is going to take another offensive lineman here and he's going to take Makai Becton out of Louisville with the number 11 pick. I think with number 11, I like what you're saying it needs of a number one wide receiver. And I think they're going to go to Jared Judy. Um, he's probably the best round runner of this wide receiver class. It's a very deep wide receiver class. One of the best I think we've seen. He's at some sneaky speed. It's tough to bring him down. Um, he has did drop a couple balls last year. Um, but Again, you got three wide receivers right here that, you know, with C.D. Lamb or Henry Ruggs that either or could go right here. Um, But I think they'll go Jared Judy with the 11th pick. We go to the number 12 pick, the Las Vegas Raiders, and their two biggest needs are corner and wide receiver. And they have two first-round picks, so they could, you know, go either or in each spot. But I think they're going to – because their receiving core – was one of the weak. It was definitely the biggest weakness of their offense last year. I think that's where they're going to go in the first round. And I've read reports that Mike Mayock loves C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is going to. I think him and Jerry Judy top. I mean, it's debatable which receiver is the best receiver in this draft class. But uh, you look at uh, C.D. Lamb. Great after the catch. Yes, he doesn't have elite speed, but he's great after the pet catch. Good uh, getting contested. Good at, uh, getting contested contested balls. Getting jump balls. So with the number twelve pick. I am going to go CD Lamb to the Raiders, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma. 
Yeah, but I guess same thing with you, C.D. Lamb. One of the strongest wide receivers in the wild. Yeah, he makes any catch, any difficult catch look effortless for, you know. Um, had not had, did not face a lot of press coverage in college, so that should be interesting. And he did average 21 yards per catch last year, which is pretty good. So I think for the Raiders, this would be a huge get because, yeah, the wide receivers, they do need help on. Um and especially because uh, you got Walter tight end, who's pretty solid, pretty solid year last year. Um, this could really help out the Vegas Raiders. With the number 13 picks, this is a pick the Niners got after trading DeForest Buckner to the Colts. This was originally the Colts pick, but the, but the, but the, the, the Niners traded Buckner to the Col- for, Colts for this pick. And you look at the Niners, they lost Emmanuel Sanders in the, in the off season. They didn't resign him. He went to the saints. So the Niners are definitely in need of a wide, are definitely in need of a wide receiver. And I mean, you, and you looked at that offense last year with Emmanuel Sanders. That's when that offense, that passing game really, really got going when they got Emmanuel Sanders in the middle of the season. And then, and so I think to replace Emmanuel Sanders, who is better than Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy is one of the best route runners to come out in 20 years. He's uh, got great hands. I mean, he's he's a really good receiver, definitely one of the top two receivers in this draft. And that's why I got the Niners taking Jerry Judy at number 13. I got uh, same team, but I'm going to go Henry Ruggs. I'm going to go with his counterpart. Um, he, you know, yeah, with losing Emmanuel Sanders, this guy, probably one of the uh, Ruggs' fastest players usually on the field. Can score on any catch that he makes, um, pretty much scores from anywhere. And he only dropped one ball last year, which is pretty good. Um, needs to improve a little bit on the route running. But other than that, you know, it's a pretty solid pick. And, you know, I I think the Niners, if Niners can grab this guy, they can get, like, a number one, help out with Kittle. Because, um, we, yeah, we did see that offense really start getting better second half of the year on their way to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. So we go to number 14, and that's Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski's new team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, a lot of people have the Bucs mocked to take a tackle here, but I think all the top four tackles are going to be off the board by the time the Buccaneers pick. I've seen receiver. There's no need for the Bucs to take a receiver. they got two top ten receivers with Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin. So I'm th- And the secondary, yes, you could see you could see C.J. Henderson here, but that secondary played better towards the end of the season, and I think that – uh, the general manager, Jason Light, he wants to keep some of his draft picks. And so I think at this point, the Buccaneers are going to take the best player available. And the best player on the board at that, at, at, at this point is Jaylon is a, uh, I think uh, Jaylon J- J- Kinlaw out of uh, South Carolina. So I think with the 14th pick, the Bucks go Javon Kinlaw to South Carolina. I'm actually going to go tackle for this one. I got Andrew Thomas four year starter got better every year. Um, could play on the left or right side of the line. And right now his only really weakness um, is that speed rushers give him t- a little bit of a problem. Other than that, he's been a pretty solid tackle. Um, great with, you know, that Georgia line last year, pretty impressive part of that unit. Um, and Tampa, we know Brady, Brady wants his protection. Um, so I, I, you know, I think the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks go that direction. We got the Broncos at number 15, and a big need for them on the defense is defensive tackle and linebacker. But I think a linebacker would be a reach, and I think a defensive tackle, you got Kinlaw, 
and Brown, they're already off the board. So another need would be getting getting another player on the other side of Cortland Sun and getting kind of a different kind of receiver than Cortland Sun. Cortland Sun's a six four big receiver who could doesn't have a ton of speed, but he could, he could get contested, he could make contested catches. But Henry Ruggs is a completely different receiver, and I think have having Henry Ruggs. Yes, his route running is not great, but he's a burner. He's got great speed, and I think he's going to be a really really good complement to Cortland Sutton in the Broncos' offense. His offense is really going to help Drew Locke. So that's why with the number fifteen pick, I got the Broncos taking Henry Ruggs out of Alabama. I got the Broncos going tackle with Mike or Mickey Beacon from Louisville. This um, Mackay Beckton, very unique. Yeah, Beckton. Sorry, uh, six seven three sixty four. Um, pretty rare to see a guy that big. Only 17% body fat. Moves pretty well as for his size. Um, he's still only 20 years old, I believe, as well. And he played, I he played every snap, I think, last year. Yeah, I think last year was he was every play he was on. He was on the weak side of um kind of interesting. And um not it, you know, not great against elite pass rushers. Needs to need to um Get better in pass protection, um, and also I, you know, he had that failed drug test a couple weeks ago. I don't, you know, I had, you know, you haven't heard much on that, and I think it could maybe hurt that he drops his drops um, to fifteen is because you can't really speak in person, and you don't really, you know, you don't really um, kind of know what's going on with that. So I think he, you know, drops to fifteen to Denver. Yeah, yes, I, I could see that happening. I definitely could see Beck, Beckton dropping uh, that far. Yeah, he's got a lot of upside, but you don't know what you're really going to get. That's why I think he's going to Beckton's going to be the fourth tackle uh, taken off the board. So we go to number 16, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. And I think they're probably going to have to trade off for this pick. I don't know if C.J. Henderson is going to be there with certain teams with a need for a corner. You look at the Raiders, look at the Broncos. They got some needs for a corner. So he might not be there at 16, but if he's there at 16, I think the Falcons are definitely taking C.J. Henderson at corner. You look at this division. you got Mike Evans. you got Michael Thomas. You need a corner, and the Falcons secondary is not good at all because they lost Desmond Trufant to Detroit. So I think that the, uh, I think that the Falcons at number 16 take uh, C.J. Henderson out of Florida. I think they're going to go to the line. I think they're going to go with Javon Kinley from South Carolina. Um, big pass rusher at six foot five. Um, overpowered blockers, collapses the pocket really well. Um, can play anywhere on the defensive line. Doesn't really have any moves. He kind of just tries to beat you with his uh, strength and power. Probably not going to work in the NFL. So he's got to learn some moves. Um, but you know, I, I Falcons do need some help on that defense. They got better towards the second half of the year they played better than they did in the first half um but without henderson there i feel like they'll go help out the defensive line we go to number 17 and that is the dallas cowboys and i think that if you look at the cowboys one of their biggest weaknesses is corner but with cj henderson and obviously jeffrey okuda off the board and i don't think there's a corner close to as good as any of those corners i think another need is they got another pass rusher on their side of Demarcus Lawrence because they lost Robert Quinn to Chicago. So I think that with the 17th pick, I got the Cowboys taking Kayvon Chason at LSU. Got a lot of really athletic. Doesn't have a ton of experience, but he's really athletic. He could really pair with Demarcus Lawrence. And that's why I got the Cowboys taking him number 17 overall. I'm going to go in the secondary, but not corner. I got him taking Xavier McHenry from Alabama. Um, can line up at deep safety and he can, I guess he can even play uh, a little bit of slot um, solid blitzer 
and pretty solid tackler. Um, not the most athletic defensive back in the draft, and needs to and needs to improve in coverage. Um, but I think you know you let Byron, but there's not a corner there, so I think maybe they go help out the safety position. We go to the number 18 pick and talking about Xavier McKinley. That's where I got him going. I got him going number 18 to the Dolphins. You look at the Dolphins roster. The Dolphins have one of the worst rosters in the league. The fact they won four games shows you how good of a job Brian Flores did last year. But the Dolphins have one of the worst rosters in the league. In the league. So I think at this spot, they're going to take the best player available. And I think the best player on the board is Xavier McKinley. And the Dolphins uh, released uh, Rashard Jones. So this is going to make sense because they need a safety. So at number 18, I got the Dolphins taking Xavier McKinley. I got the Dolphins trying to help out that line, maybe even protecting Tua. Um, I got him taking Josh Jones out of Houston. Athletic for his size, gets to the next level, gets to the next level in the running game pretty much every time. Solid in pass protection, does a really good job against edge rushers. Still raw, still, you know, and needs to get a bit stronger. This may be a little bit of a reach here. Um, but I feel if he's still kind of on the board and they don't really have that guy that they like kind of in the secondary. Or you know, um, secondary, they maybe try get Josh Jones. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely yeah. I mean I think Josh Jones is a little bit of a reach at that spot, but yeah. they, they had the worst they had the worst offensive line in football last year, so they're definitely going to have to take a tackle. I think with one of these three first round picks. At number nineteen, you got the Raiders. This is their this is their second uh, first round pick, and uh, a lot of a lot of rumors mocks you're seeing is maybe Jordan Love going here. Jordan, which was uh, has Jordan Love going here. I don't think so because I think in this year, if you draft Jordan Love, that means you really don't have confidence. I mean, you don't you really don't have confidence in Derek Carr. I think you this year your plan's got to be you got to be you got to go all in to win with Derek Carr. And I think a weak and, and I think a weakness on this defense is the cornerback position. And if you look at Mike Mayock's drafts, especially last year, he took Cleveland Furl from Clemson. He took Trayvon Mullen, the corner from Clemson. And I think the Raiders take another Clemson guy. And I got the Raiders with the number 19 pick taking AJ uh, Terrell from Clemson with that pick. So that's who I got the Raiders taking at number 19. I do have him going cornerback, but I got him going down to the team that beat him in the national championship game. LSU's Christian Fulton. Um, He's an excel in pass coverage, really out of position. Does need to improve his strength. Need, you know, get gotta get a little bit stronger. Um, but yes, yeah, so the Raiders do need some help in the secondary. Their pass def their their pass uh defense is not really good. Was pretty poor last year. Um and kind of helps out because that um at that corner position. Yes, absolutely. At number 20, we got the Jaguars. This and this is another, you know, obviously a, a bad roster. Really looking just to take just to get guys in here, just to get the, the get uh, pretty much the best players available. I think for them, it's going to come between two LSU guys. I think it's going to be come between uh, Justin Jefferson out of LSU and Patrick Queen out of LSU. And I've been thinking about this one for for a little bit. And I think offensively they they got they got DJ Shark, they got Leonard Fournette. I mean they probably won't end up having Leonard Fournette. But I think they want to still improve that defense. That's what got them to that AFC Championship game in 2017. So that's why I got the I got I got uh Jacksonville at number 20 taking Patrick Queen with that pick. And I know he's not great uh he's not great against the run, but he could really cover. He's got a lot he's really athletic. I mean, so that's why I got uh, the Jaguars taking Patrick Queen at number 20. I actually got him going with Jordan Love. And one of the big reasons why is they only have one quarterback on the depth chart right now. That's Gardner Menchu, um, which had an up and down year. 
And I think, you know, the, of course, you do need a second quarterback on, you know, your roster. So I think they could pretty possibly call, go here. Um, he can pretty make much make every throw. Got great touch, great deep ball. Uh, can make plays with his feet. He did lead the FBS last year at 17 interceptions. He did have to learn a new offense as well. He tries to do too much at times. I think it was five or six of his interceptions have were thrown last year were drops were drop balls by the wide receivers into the cornerback's hands or either late or at the end of the half or end of regulation when he kind of just throws a you know one of those jump balls. So if you kind of take those out, 10 or 11 interceptions isn't bad. Um, still some work to do. And I think, you know, wouldn't surprise me to see the Jags go Jordan Love here. And, 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 and talk about Jordan Love going to Jacksonville. I just feel like you got, you got a coach and you got a, and you got a GM pretty much on the hot seat in Jacksonville. Yeah. And I think obviously with how bad that team's going to be, Marone and David Caldwell are going to be fired at the end of the season. But so I just don't think, I think they're going to trust what they know. And they know Gardner Minshew is a decent quarterback. And I just don't think that, they're gonna take. They're gonna take. Uh, they're gonna take a chance on Jordan Love because there's potential. If he goes there and Gardner Minshew's not good, he's got to go on the field. Yeah. And to me, Jordan Love is a quarterback that's got to sit at least. It's got to sit a year. Jordan Love definitely needs to sit a year. From for for whatever team he goes to, and he just if in college he just made too many bad decisions, and and those are going to be the intercept. Those are definitely going to be interceptions in the NFL. I mean, twenty touchdowns, 17, yeah. 17 picks in college. I just don't think he could start year one. So that's why that's why I just don't think Jacksonville. I think they're going to stick to what they know in Gardner Minshew, and that's why I think they're going to stick with Gardner Minshew this year. But we're going to go on to the number twenty one pick, and that's the and that's the Eagles, and it's really for them. It's really linebacker or wide receiver. And I think with the issues they had last year at receiver, as you saw by the end of the year, I mean, they had their top three receivers were hurt. Alshon Jeffrey was hurt. Uh, Deshaun Jackson was hurt. Nelson Aguilar, who now is with the Raiders, he was he he was hurt. So I mean, the Raiders, their best, I mean, the Eagles, their best receiver is uh, is was Greg Ward at the end of the year last year. So I definitely Easy. think the Eagles are going to. Uh, I think the Eagles are definitely going to go receiver here. And I think that with this pick, it's really between Brandon, Brandon Ayuk or Justin Jefferson. But I'm gonna I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna go with the guy who played in the, who played in the SEC, and I'm gonna go with Jordan Jefferson from LSU. Uh, he's gonna be a, I think he's gonna be a really really good slot receiver in Wentz, and I'm gonna go Jordan Jefferson to the Eagles at number 21. Yeah, uh, you mean Justin Jefferson? I mean, Justin, yeah, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Justin. Yeah, my bad. My yeah, bad. Just, yeah. I got I got the uh, same pick as you because yeah, Greg Ward. Yeah, their number one receiver at the end of the season was a converted quarter or was a quarterback. Um, all the way up through college. So they, they do need some help there. Great catch radius, reliable, consistent route runner. Fine tools in the coverage. Um, never really faced much press coverage or at this in the slot. So it should be interesting there. But yeah, the Eagles definitely need a wide receiver um, to help them out this year. And hopefully just, you know, can stay healthy as well. Absolutely, absolutely. At number twenty-two is the Vikings, and the Vikings got two first-round picks. And a big reason they have they, the reason they have the number twenty-two pick is because they traded Stefan Diggs t- to the Bills. And I think at this spot they're going to try to replace Stefan Diggs. And yes, Brandon Ayuk his, his route running is is a question. He's a little raw, but he's but he's he, he's got he's got pretty good speed. He's great after the he's really good after the catch. And that this is why and Adam Thielen, yes, he's been a really good receiver for the Vikings for for for. Uh, three to four years, but last year was one of his worst seasons and he couldn't stay healthy. So this is why at number 22, I am going to go with the Vikings taking Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona state. 
I got him going defense side of the ball with Kalavan uh, Chasen out of LSU. The edge guy, speed to power around the edges, elite. Played well against top competition last year. Um, still learning, the, still kind of learning. Um, and he did tear his ACL back in 2018. Um, and he's got to kind of set the edge a little bit better against the run. He struggled with that at times. Um, but a solid pick for the Vikings um, to help kind of help out pass rush. Yes, and here's my thing, though, with them. Yes, I know they lost Everson Griffin, but Mike Zimmer is a one of the best – outside of probably Bill Belichick, I think he's one of the best best defensive minds in football. So he's going to find a way to create pressure. That's why I don't have them taking a defensive end in the uh, first round because I think Mike Zimmer finds a way to create pressure with blitzes, maybe even having uh, Anthony Barkett – even having Anthony Barkett to the quarterback. So I think he's good at creating pressures. That's why I don't have Minnesota taking a defensive end. But I could see you going there because they lost Everson Griffin in the offseason. Yeah, yeah so, no, I could – yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I was just going to say, too, because he was still on the board, and I know people kind of have him up more, you know, a couple spots up. So if he's still maybe there, spot, you know, you could grab a guy like that at 23. Yes. So, yeah, so. Or 22. Uh, gotcha. So here's the pick a lot of people have been waiting for. This is not, uh, number 23. It, it is the Patriots. And, and let, let me just say, if one of these quarterbacks do fall, I think the Patriots are going to be aggressive to try to trade up for one of these quarterbacks. But assuming these quarterbacks these quarterbacks uh, go five and six, Herbert, uh, Tua goes five, Herbert goes six. I think that the Patriots are going to look to are going to look to improve their defense. Even though defense was one of the second best defense in football last year, they lost two of their outside linebackers. They lost uh, they lost uh, Kyle Van Noy went to uh, went to, D- to Miami, and uh, Jamie Collins went to Detroit. So they lost two guys at that position. So that's why to replace them, I got the Patriots taking Zach Bond out of Wisconsin. He's versatile. Bill Belichick likes linebackers that are versatile. You saw that with Jamie Collins. You saw that with Kyle Van Noy. He likes, he likes linebackers. that could rush the pass or play an outside linebacker. He also likes uh, inside linebackers. that could blitz. I think this, this line, he's born as a versatile linebacker. So that's why at 23, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what the Patriots do here. I, I mean, a lot of people think they might be able, they could go receiver without deep the receiver classes, but that's where the Patriots went last year with Nikhil Harry. And they don't want to give up on him after one year, even though he didn't, he was injured, didn't have a good rookie year. I think Zach Bond out of Wisconsin is where the Patriots go at 23. All right. I 23, I got him getting AJ Epeniza from Iowa. Um, one of the edge rusher. Um, one of the big things too is why is Bill Belichick and Kurt Barron's had a, a good relationship. I answer pretty good friends. So um, I think, you know, they could go there after, you know, losing Collins and Van Noy. Sets the edge really well in the run game. Could play D tackle too. That's a power pass. He's got some good pass and rush move, um, pass and rush moves. This appears for stretches of the game and needs uh, to get better at consistently winning one-on-one matchups that he should win. I could, you know, definitely see the Patriots. It sounds like the Patriots are definitely taking quarterback in these next three days, which they definitely do have to. If one of them's there, I could definitely see them taking one at 23. Um, but right now, I think they're going to be gone. I think they'll settle with A.J. Epeniza from Iowa. And here's the thing with that. I could see Epeniza going there. But here's the thing. Don't expect Epeniza to play out backer. He's not athletic to do that. Yeah. If Epeniza goes there, he's going to play – that 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 three four defensive tackle position. He's not going to play outside linebacker. So that's why that's why I was thinking FNS. I had him there in my mock draft a couple a couple days ago, but I, I switched to Zach Zach Bond because I think that Bond's a little bit more versatile and he can play outside linebacker. That's why I have Zach Bond going to the Patriots there. 
So at number 24, we got the New Orleans Saints. And this was this is where I was flirting with the idea. Maybe Jordan Loves goes here. But again, I don't like a team taking a quarterback, even though the Saints have the best roster in football. I don't love a team taking a quarterback in the first round, especially even late in the first round when you still have Drew Brees. You still want to make sure you're all in to win with Drew Brees. You don't want to be pretty much announcing that the Drew Brees era has ended and they didn't, giving Drew Brees a two-year contract. So I got I, – I, this is a tough one because the roster is so good for the Saints. They got the best roster in football. But I got them taking that – I got them taking the uh, – I got them taking uh, Kenneth Murray – the inside linebacker out of Oklahoma because he's the best player on the board, I think, at that point. Yeah, I got him getting uh, Patrick Queen out of LSU. I did think, too, about going um, Jordan Love at this point as well. I I did have that one uh, last week. But, I you know, I think they go tight. I think they go linebacker here. Um, very good bursts of speed and, and blitzes. Does a great job identifying the screens. Um, he only has one year of production and lacks black shedding ability. So interesting, but um, the Saints roster, you know, yeah, one of the best right now on paper at the moment. Um, kind of help out that uh, line, or edge rusher kind of spot right here. Or, yeah, our linebacker spot right here for the Saints. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that I could, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. So we go to the number twenty-five pick, and yes, it, it's going to probably come between a defensive end, an edge rusher, and a corner. But I think the corner class is a little bit deeper than the class of edge rushers in this draft. And the Vikings definitely need a corner. They they lost their pretty much their three starting corners. They lost three three corners from last year. They lost uh, 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 Xavier Rhodes went to the Colts, and then you had Mackenzie Alexander and uh, Mackenzie Alexander. And I'm trying to remember, uh, and Trey Waynes go to the Bengals. So they lost a lot of corners from last year. The Vikings, I think, definitely have to get a corner in the first round of this draft. And that, and this is why I got the Vikings taking a corner. I got them taking Jalen Johnson out of Utah. I got the Vikings going wide receiver. Brandon Ayuk, who you got him at 22. Um, I really like this guy. Be it, you know, um, he's also, you know, can return, can be a solid returner. Um, still learning the position as well. And... He's very good at one-on-one matchups, um, but I think it's solid as as um, they need somebody to replace Stephon Diggs after training him in the Buffalo. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I could see pass rusher and receiver, but I just it's just but with the corners they lost, yeah. it's just very hard for me not to see them take a corner. And 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 obviously, you see the best defense of my best defenses in football. Some of the best defenses in football. The one position they pay for is corner. The New England Patriots, Stephon Gilmore, they pay for that. The Baltimore Ravens, uh, they pay for. Uh, uh, Marcus Peters, even the San Francisco 49ers with Richard Sherman. So that's why I just can't see. I, I know edge rusher is is definitely a need, and, and obviously receiver is a need too, and I got him taking a receiver, but I just cannot see the Vikings uh, in this draft in the first round not taking a corner. Yeah, I thought about going A.J. Terrell at the 22nd or even this one, um, but I don't know. I felt with Chase and still sitting there at 22 that, you know, possibly could go with them. You're grabbing another edge guy. Gotcha, gotcha. We'll go to the number 26 picks, and this is where I got your guy, which you had to go with number 18, Josh Jones. I got him going number 26 of the Dolphins. Dolphins have the worst offensive line in all of football, and if they're going to get Tua, they're going to need to protect him. I mean, yeah, that, that's going to be the big thing. So I think I think the Dolphins, with their, with, the, with their offensive line need, yes, they signed Eric Flowers, but as Giant fans, we know Eric Flowers is absolutely terrible, yeah. and he's completely, completely overpaid because the Dolphins all that cap space. They were able to give him 10 million a year. So 
I think that the Dolphins with this pick take uh, Josh Jones out of Houston. Yeah, I'm going to go what, in the secondary. I'm going to go with Grant Dalpit. Um, great playmaker in the middle field. Could play free safety, safety, cornerback. Um, you know, his weaknesses are his ability to tackle. And he does shy away from blockers. Um, but, you know, I know they just paid Byron Jones huge in the cornerback now to kind of help out that safety, solidify kind of the secondary, um, you know, for the, for the Dolphins. I've even seen a lot of people think they're going to go running back here. You know, I think I don't, it, I, it's kind of tough to pick a running back in round one. Um, so I think they're going to go secondary here with Grant Dalpit. We go to the number 27 pick and pretty much the teams from 27 to, thir- to 32. They're all really good teams. I mean, the, the, the Seahawks, Ravens, Titans, Packers, uh, 49ers and uh, Chiefs. And I could all see outside of the Packers. I could see all five of those six teams trading down because see, and obviously the team that's going to pick at 27 trades down a ton, a lot in the first round. And that's the Seahawks. But looking at a big need for them, they don't know what's going to happen with Jadavion Clowney. They really haven't. And there's rumors I'm hearing that they're really not going to they're not going to resign Jadavion Clowney. So, and looking at the Seahawks last year, even with Jadavion Clowney, they were 28th in sacks. That was second worst in the NFL. So, with this pick, I'm going to take one of my one of my own guys or my favorite college team. I got the Seahawks at number 20, take seven, taking Yeter Gross Matos out of Penn State. Yep, I had San Pedro Gross Matos. Um, you know, he looks like an edge guy, six foot five, strong hands, overpowers often tackles. I think you know, yeah, with the questions of are you going to get Clowney back or not? Um, you know, I think you got to go um, kind of replace Clowney right here with Ruth Matos. At 28, the the Ravens, and I think, obviously, I think their biggest need is inside linebacker, but with Kenneth Murray and, and uh, Patrick Queen off the board, they'll be reaching there if they take if they take an inside linebacker. I could very easily see them trading, trading down, trading this pick to maybe a team that, you know, may want to trade up for Jordan Love. I could see them, them trading down with this pick, but I, I, if they stay home with this pick at 28, because a big thing that happened, this off, a thing that happened this off season was they signed Michael Brockers, but they ended up, they ended up not being able to agree to, ter- they did originally agree to terms with them, but they didn't end up signing Michael Brockers. So I think if they make this pick, they could replace what they didn't get in free agency. And I, th- I got them taking Ross Blacklock out of TCU. Good, no, not a great pass rusher, but they got Clay Campbell on the inside to rush the passer and the Ravens blitz more than any team in the NFL. So I got Ross Blacklock going to the Ravens at 28 out of TCU. I got, a, I got him getting Kenneth Murphy out of Oklahoma, the linebacker, great tackler. Great explosive speed to the ball. Um, weakness is not a great pass offender, and he can get out of control at times. Um, but I think this is kind of sad pick for him, especially, you know, Baltimore loves blitzing. This guy loves to chase the ball. Um, and we do, you know, I, that dude's come with being out of control at times, but I think this could be a solid pick for the Ravens. They don't trade back. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what the Ravens do at twenty. If they have a, if Queen or uh, Murray is there, I think they take Queen or Murray because their biggest weakness, I think, of their entire team is inside linebacker. But if not, I could definitely see them trading back. If they don't trade back, I got them mm-hmm. taking the defensive tackle Ross Blacklock. So at twenty nine, we got the Titans, and the the biggest need for the Titans is offensive tackle because they lost Jack Collin in free agency, and uh, and I would say. I would say maybe outside, maybe another edge rusher with uh, with Harold Landry, but they could be reaching there. 
So I'm, I'm, and, and, and the corner could be a weakness too, because outside of Adoree Jackson, Malcolm Butler hasn't been as good with the, uh, with the Titans as he's been with the Patriots. So with this pick, even though I think corner and uh, pass rusher are in need, I'm going to, with, because their bread and butter was, you saw last year, the reason they got to the AFC championship game was how good they ran the ball with Derrick Henry. I got them taking a tackle to replace Jack Conlon. And I got them taking Austin Jackson at a USC to replace what Jack Conlon gave them in the run game as, as a run blocker. I got him going the other side or on the line. I got him going defense tackle with Ross Playlock um, from TCU. Close to first up, high motor, um, athletic enough to chase down block or, or chase down on backside. Um, but he does lack power. Um, but, you know, I know um, interior lineman is some defensive line is something that Tennessee is looking for. So if he's on the board, I think Tennessee goes with Blaylock. Gotcha, gotcha. At number 30, we got the Packers. And I think one thing the Packers, I think this is actually one of the better rosters. You know, Aaron Rodgers isn't, he's still a top three, four quarterback in the league, but he's not the dominant he once was, and we saw that last year. But I think with roster, the one need they're going to, the one thing they need is, I think they need another weapon on the offense because they did, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham wasn't that good, wasn't that good for them, but they lost him to the Bears in, in free agency. And I think they need another weapon beside, uh, beside Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams can't do it all by himself. And Alan, and, and, and Alan Lazard, Valdez Scantling, and Geronimo Allison are not good at all. Yeah. So I think that the Packers, what they need is another weapon on offense. And that's why I got them taking T Higgins from Clemson. Cause T Higgins, he's a big receiver. He can, cont- he can contest jump ball. He's the guy, Aaron Rodgers could just throw the ball to. He's not a great route runner, but when you have Aaron Rodgers, your quarterback, he can get that ball to you. And I think that this is a really good pick for the Packers here at 30. I got the Packers taking T Higgins with this pick. I do have him going receiver, but I'm going with Jalen Rager from TCU. Very athletic, strong hands to score from anywhere on the field. Um, weakness for him is the last year is he only did have 43 catches because TCU really struggled quarterback-wise, trying to find a consistent quarterback at times. Um, and I, some of the two is he kind of dances on the uh, line of scrimmage, trying to get by guys. Um, you know, he kind of wastes some time there. Um, very explosive wide receiver, though. Um, so I got Green Bay. Yeah, says Aaron Rodgers does need another weapon if they want to get, you know, make another Super Bowl push for him. I am going Jalen Rager. Gotcha. We got the number 31 pick, and that's the 49ers again. This is the original spot. Now, there's a lot of talk of them trading uh, down from this pick. I mean, say say a team like the Colts wants to try. I don't think they're going to Colts are going to trade up to get uh, Jordan Love, but say a team wants to trade it trade up. Uh, there's a lot of talk of the 49ers trading down, but I think the 49ers are. I think the 49ers could very easily stay home here as well and, and pick at 31. And if they do pick at 31, I think that, I think I think they're going to take a corner because Richard Sherman can't play forever. And it, and what made that 49ers defense great last year? Yes, the addition of Boza and how good that pass rush was. But what made that defense the best in the league is they had one of the top corners in the league. It's Richard Sherman. They had one of the top corners in the league, and Sherman. Uh, got back to what he was in Seattle in the 2019 season. And that's why, even though, and I think this is a pick kind of for the future because Richard Sherman can't play forever, but adding another corner is definitely going to help this, this really good, de- this, this top defense. And I got them taking Trayvon Diggs from Alabama, number 31. Yep. I had same thing as you, Trayvon Diggs, brother of uh, Stephon Diggs. Um, he's got the size and speed to match up with any wide receiver in the league. Um, so I, um, he's, Kind of a 
Um, his, you know, very aggressive and it works against him at times. Um, so I think that could be probably, yes. Um, they do need help because, yeah, Sherman can't, you know, at one point, Sherman's not, you know, is going to have to call it quits. So they need help there as, you know, helping out that defense is, you know, get even better trying to get back to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And now we got the last pick of the draft, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs. And they can go uh, one of three ways. They could go corner because they lost Kendall Fuller and they're not good at corner. They could go running back because that's a place where they, they really struggled last year was to run the football. Or they could go interior of their offensive line. And I think because of how great Mahomes is and of how and how and how important it is to have him on the field and the interior of the Chiefs offensive line was not good last year. It really struggled. I mean, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl with an above average to average offensive line. I mean, the only reason their offensive line was above average to average because their, t- their tackles were pretty good. So I think the Chiefs go with an interior offensive lineman here. And I got them with the last pick taking Caesar Ruiz out of Michigan. Yep, same pick for me. He's good in the running game, athletic, light on his feet. Uh, does not have long arms, which does make him kind of receptible to being bull rushed. So he has struggled in that. But yeah, it, you know, when you got the best quarterback, probably, you know, the best player in the league right now, you got to keep him healthy. So I, I think they do got to go offensive line right here. Yes, yes. So before we sign off, we definitely want to thank Joe Aguirre for making this possible. Yes. He did a great thank job you. setting this up, setting up our ticker. I mean, I mean, it's, it's doing all this stuff during the show. So we would definitely want to thank Joe Aguirre uh, before we sign off. He did a great job today getting making this show possible for us. And yes, thank you, Joe. Yes, and that and that's going to wrap it up for this for us this week. I mean, so we hope we we hope we're back next week doing our doing our recap of the NFL draft. I know it's been a hard time with no sports going, but we're doing what we can. I mean, thank God for the NFL because we we have stuff to talk about. We had free, obviously free agency and now the draft and the Gronk trade. So we've had stuff to talk about. So thank God for the NFL for giving us stuff to talk about. So that's going to wrap it up this week. For my co-host, Justin Alfio, I'm Steve Risser. We'll be back next week recapping the NFL draft. Enjoy the draft, everyone, and have a great weekend.